It's Honorado and Miller. It's week 13 of the NFL season. It's Aaron Rodgers back on the practice field. They've played more weeks of games in the regular season than Aaron Rodgers has missed. And he uh, apparently tore his Achilles. I mean, it's, we're talking 11 weeks from that injury. Incredible. He's back on the practice field with the New York Jets. Will the team give him any reason to actually play that Christmas Eve day game against Washington? We'll talk about that. What a scenario we've got with the college football playoff. It's who's awesome. in? Who's out? Depending on who wins. We'll do all of that with our... Dirty Difficult Done, sponsored by Performance Industrial. It's the end of the month, which means we've got our Marcellus MVP of the month, college football related. The Mets signed a Yankees pitcher. And we've got two big-time guests here with a busy, busy Capital Region Sports Weekend it's happening. It's an awesome weekend. Who's on the show? It's an awesome weekend. We've got Albany football coach Greg Gattuso. They are playing in the FCS playoffs this weekend against mm-hmm. Richmond. And we have... Firewolves head coach Glenn Clark. They start the season this weekend in Vegas. Let's do it. This is Honorado and Miller. Sponsored by Alpen House. A brand new showroom in Amsterdam on Route 30 uh, in uh, our at Alpen House. That yeah. was nice last week. Oh, beautiful, beautiful place. Uh, Sam is with us. Good evening, Sam. Good to see you. Carol, thank you. To, good, good evening, Carol. And thank you to Carol, too. There is, I hear there's a package at work waiting for me. Wow. So I'm... We do the show live on a Thursday. I'm, I'm looking forward to Friday and, and seeing what that is at that 3 nice o'clock in the morning or whatever the heck time I roll in there on a Friday end of the week. All right. So on Wednesday, Aaron Rodgers returned to the practice field, Ash, with the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. Look, big deal because he kind of spoke it into existence here. I think he's absolutely wild. crazy. It's all wild. And I don't know if this is the conspiracy theorist that he never actually <laughs> tore his Achilles or if he really underwent some sort of uh, unique procedure that maybe no other athlete has tried, and it is actually, in in fact, paying dividends. I I don't know what it is, but he's he's jogging, he's dropping back and throwing passes against no defenders. He is now in that 21-day window where the Jets have to decide, are they going to activate him? don't have to play him if they activate him, but are they going to activate him in time for that Christmas Eve day game? Incredible. So what do you think about just all this? Then we'll get into the scenario of whether or not he should play. I always laugh about conspiracy theories because what is the point in lying about it? You said this off camera. like Because isn't it more impressive that that he popped it and now is back? No, it's it's definitely more impressive. But to say that it didn't happen, I think is just interesting. I, I, I think... He's been very upfront about it from the beginning that he was going to pay for the best, the most technologically advanced surgery out there to try to get back earlier. So he hasn't, he's made no qualms about that. They went into the last time the Jets played, they literally went into like graphics of exactly what they did in this surgery, why it was different. The doctor who did it, Al Michaels had the same doctor or sees the same doctor, hasn't had Achilles surgery, but. You know, he wasn't shocked by kind of the things that this doctor does. And and I just think it's funny, like, 
The slow motion replay doesn't lie about his Achilles. You can't fake that. That's something that is just is. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I I don't think – I think he tore his Achilles. I think he's also like a bionic man. Um, The guy even just – even just the ability to just drop back. Like he's not going to get hit by anybody anytime soon, but it's unbelievable. In between the live broadcasts, which we're doing right now on Facebook, YouTube, and X, and the airing of it on TV over the weekend, Rodgers will turn 40 years old. Um, The Jets are four and seven. They've lost four in a row. You see the schedule on your screen. Will this team, Rodgers has said, hey, I intend to play this year, but... The team needs to stay in playoff contention. Will the team do that? Two home games here, Atlanta and Houston, before they have to go to Miami. They could beat Atlanta. I don't think sure. they'll beat Houston. Okay. I don't Five think they'll eight. beat Miami. Five and nine, they're done. AFC could is too beat difficult. Washington. But, but Washington, if Rodgers is going to play, he has to play, play by that game. Yeah, I, I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't think I don't think they can give him enough reason to, nor do I think he should if it isn't like a, almost a sure thing. Like if they need him to get there, it just, it's, it seems too crazy. Listen, Adam, I've said enough flowery things about Aaron Rodgers over the years that he should want to do this podcast. Well, listen, Pat McAfee pays him a million bucks. We, per unfortunately, show, show, right? uh, I think for the season, maybe for the season, we unfortunately do not have a budget like that. No. If, if you could help us come up with it, we'll certainly be happy to ask his agent, but he's a very expensive get. Yeah, no doubt. We um, need free. Uh, yeah, yeah, our guests I, today were free. I give him a hundred bucks. We need free. Yeah, right. I don't. Right. I don't want to pay Rogers and not pay Gattuso or Clark. Right. That's a bad look. It's a bad look. It would make sense, but it's still a bad look. Uh, quickly here, Von Miller. Uh, as again, do the show live on a Thursday. There is a warrant out for his arrest. He will face charges for allegedly assaulting a pregnant woman. Now, if you read through the article. The affidavit that's there, this allegedly is a woman that he he has been dating for seven years. She is allegedly six months pregnant. He allegedly knows that. She showed police text messages about an upcoming doctor's appointment, exchanging, you know, the due date, talking about that. And so what happened was the Bills are on a bye week. Miller went home. They're in Dallas. And got into an argument with this woman in an apartment. She tried to close herself off into an office in that apartment. He stormed in. She tried to get away. He allegedly threw her on the couch, pulled her hair, knocked her down. And then the most disturbing part, of course, is that there is a report that he uh, got on top of her and exactly started to choke her. So uh, there's a lot in there. Um, without any of it having really been investigated yet to this point, we are just pointing out the fact that uh, Von Miller is going to face some charges yeah, here. That's not good for him. It's not good for the Bills. It's not a good look. Um, listen, we've said it's all alleged. Yep. Um, and that's that's part of our job to do and part of, you know, that's part of the process that you have to go through. But you know what happens when these these accusations come down the pipe. People make assumptions and they, mm-hmm. they think things about you maybe for good reason, maybe not. But okay. when you're talking about assaulting a pregnant woman, you're not going to win a lot of favor in the public eye. No. And I, you know, I'm not making light of this, but I, one of my early thoughts was 
these bye weeks are a problem for players. They just can't they they can't help but get into trouble. And yeah. that's not trouble. Like that's no, that's right. more than Correct. trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not um and Sam Sam says it. Look, the Bills are 6 and 6. I said it to a friend of mm-hmm. ours who's a huge Bills fan. Uh, if they lose that game in Philly, the season's done. I I still believe that. Um so the, the AFC is just too difficult. I mean, I, I can't believe we're talking about, you know, a four and seven Jets team maybe not being out of it just yeah. yet. All right. One question here before we go to our commercial break and then we'll get into the college football discussion. Why aren't you two in Saratoga meeting with Santa? We could have done the pod from Santa's cottage. We're here. We're here. That's a thought. Santa's cottage might not have Wi-Fi on Broadway. Are you saying Santa doesn't have Wi-Fi? Not on Broadway. Right. And the North Pole, Wi-Fi galore. Okay. Uh, maybe not in the temporary on Broadway. Back in 30 seconds. The temperatures are dropping, which means the holidays are right around the corner. Tis the season at Elfenhouse Ski Shop, where you'll receive up to 50% off top ski and snowboard brands like K2, Vocal, Nordica, and LipTech. And check out our selection of footwear from Muck and Ugg, as well as casual and hiking apparel from Patagonia and the North Face. We also have the latest in winter fashion from Fly Low, Marmot, Obermeyer, and Helly Hansen. And an Elfenhouse gift card is the perfect gift for the adventure on your list. Elfenhouse in Amsterdam and Clifton Park. And now, back to Honorado and Miller. Sponsored by Elfenhouse. All right, conference championship Friday and Saturday in college football. Washington, Oregon is the game I am looking most, I'm looking to uh, forward most. Um, there was a great, I'm looking forward to yeah. most. You, is that what I said? I think you said two forward most, oh, but I'm not really sure. I'm looking forward to most. Um, it was a great game the first time around in the yeah. regular season. Awesome. What Washington won by a field goal late in that game it was a long field goal by the Huskies. Um, and so now you get the rematch, and shockingly, the the spread is it feels all out of whack, but it's it's indicative how of how Oregon is playing. Then yeah. you get the SEC championship game with Alabama and Georgia. There, there are a lot of scenarios that we will play out here who we believe should get in, will get in, dependent on who ends up winning. But it all starts here with this. And now, dirty, difficult, and done. Sponsored by Performance Industrial. Our guy Bill Miller and his entire team at Performance Industrial. There's never a job that's too dirty or too difficult for them to get it done. And I, I'm done and this is done. The importance of regular season rivalry games is done. It's done. It's over. I don't know if that's grammatically correct or not. Um, the importance uh, done over is really, it's yeah. over. Michigan, Ohio State. First of all, they probably aren't going to play the last game of the season anymore anyway with the realignment, the way it's shaping up to go. But even if they do, that game will not matter. If you had two undefeated teams at the big house or the horseshoe, you might as well not even play the game because they're both going to the playoff. Um, yes, yeah, seeding matters, but but it's not going to lock me in for a, a Saturday afternoon in the fall that I have to be in front of a TV for this stuff. I know they're both going to the playoff. I'll watch it a month later. Um, and that that is sad that this college football was the only sport left that every week mattered. The NFL is only once a week as well, but you can lose six, yeah. seven times and still get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. College football, you lose once, there's a good chance you're done. And it doesn't matter when you lose. Alabama lost 
early. Texas lost early. And guess what? They both might get left out. Yeah, I think it, it matters sometime. It does matter when you lose, I think. It doesn't guarantee you getting in, but I still think it's better to lose early than late. Of course. Of course. Yeah, I, I won't argue with that. We've got to keep rolling here. Um, the college football playoff rankings are as you see them on your screen right now. Uh, Georgia still won, Michigan two as, after they beat Ohio State. Washington three, they'll settle that with Oregon, which sits at five. And there's Florida State at four, which is the interesting team to talk about here. Okay. Ohio State is lurking. Notice the committee did not drop after the Buckeyes just lost a game. They did not drop Ohio State down below Texas or Alabama. Two other one-loss teams. So if we want to look at this and say, well, the committee is telling us what the committee is telling us, that they value Ohio State's quality of loss loss, and their quality of wins. Mm -hmm. Okay, They won at Notre Dame. Good win. Um, No, not a good win. Goodish win. Better win than anything... Alabama has. Yeah, probably true. Not as good Unless as what Texas has because Texas beat Alabama. Yeah. So there's a lot up in the air here. Yeah. Let's let's just kind of play it out for fun, okay? Here yep. are the conference championship games on look Friday and spread. Saturday that matter. Ooh, ooh, look at those spreads. Oregon favored by two possessions, two scores against a Washington team that beat him in the regular season. You could argue they're playing the best football of any team in the country. Oh, I yeah, I think you're right about and that. And I think that's what it's indicative of. Other than of Michigan, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just think like they're yeah, they I think they're playing the best football of anyone in the game. I mean, I Alabama, and we said this a few weeks ago because it was prisoner of the moment. Alabama felt like it was playing the best football. It, but 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 they weren't beating anybody. No, but and they're playing really good then football. And they needed a miracle at Auburn. They they're playing good football. Who has Oregon but, beaten that you say that's an impressive win? It's just the way they're doing it. I agree. It's the I way agree. they're doing it. And, okay. and I think it's just the, it seems like every time they get the ball in their hands offensively, they're getting points. It's most often touchdowns, but when it's not touchdowns, it's field goals. They're mm-hmm. getting points mm-hmm. on offensive possessions constantly. And that's something that other teams are not doing at that rate. Yeah. So Sam comes back to certain games to be played. Yes, but they won't matter as much. Sure, Ohio State, and Michigan will play every year, but who cares? Some some years, if they're both twelve undefeated, teams are getting in. If they're both undefeated late in the year, doesn't matter. If it just both doesn't matter. One loss teams late in the year, they're they're getting in. With twelve teams getting in next year, it's you're going to get more people, more teams in than not. Yeah. Okay, so now that we've shown the spreads here, I think it's more important to go back to the rankings. If Georgia wins, they're in. If Michigan wins, they're in. Mm-hmm. If Washington wins, they're in. Mm-hmm. Those are three undefeated teams. Florida State is undefeated. Mm-hmm. If the Seminoles win, can you keep them out? No. But if if what you said is is true, I think there's less pushback on keeping Florida State in. I would agree. Um, it's when Alabama wins and Oregon wins that we have problems. Okay. I think yeah, that's what I, I think. If Georgia, Washington, Michigan all win, and Florida State wins, then it's state. Everything all is equal. Everything stays the same. You don't move anybody, which okay. makes sense. Let's say, let's say Georgia wins. Mm-hmm. They say, and Michigan is going to win. They'll even cover. Mm-hmm. I think uh, they'll blow out Iowa. They're mm-hmm. in. 
I think Oregon beats Washington. I think so too. So Oregon is in. Washington's out. Now there's no pat. I think the only Washington's out. What if Washington loses by a field goal? They're out. And Florida State just barely beats Louisville. They're out. Okay. Ohio State's idle. So the only correct? so the yeah, the only way this is this is where I have the issue though, is I, I understand you think that by dropping them only to six, it's saying something about what they think about Ohio State. But Ohio State being idle is going to hurt them because now Texas and Alabama it didn't last year. I know, but now Texas and Alabama both have a chance for quality wins. Alabama's would be more than quality. Texas's would be uh, okay. They win a conference championship. It's still better than being idle if okay. you can win those games. Okay. Georgia wins. Michigan wins. Oregon beats Washington. Louisville beats Florida State. Texas wins. Who gets in, Ohio State or Texas? Texas. I think it's Texas. I, I could be wrong, but I think it's Texas. Okay, what's your final four at the end of all this? Who's going to the playoff? Georgia, Michigan, Oregon, Florida State. Yeah, I, I have a hard time. I, it's not that I believe Alabama can't win. I no, would not Georgia's going to win that game. I would not be shocked if Alabama wins, but I think Georgia will win. So yeah. it will keep the Alabama pressure crowd you know, yeah. off. But yes, I think Oregon wins. The Pac-12 champ goes. I think Florida State gets it done against Louisville. And maybe they don't, um, but if they do, you can't keep them out. I'm going to say Georgia, Michigan, Oregon, Texas. Hmm. I think Louisville beats Florida State. And Texas wins to move past Ohio Texas State. Texas wins, and, and, the com- and Texas wins convincingly. The number's 14 and a half. I think State. the Longhorns cover that without too much of a problem. Yeah. And um, I think the committee will reward Texas for winning their conference and doing it impressively. They have the victory over Alabama. Mm-hmm. And it was a last-second loss. It was, yeah. it was in the final minute that they lost to Oklahoma. Against a not very good Oklahoma team. But like what, what played out to be a not very good Oklahoma team. It would be interesting, though, because this is not a Texas team that people have talked about all years being a college football playoff team. No. For them to go to from seven to in, would that would be a, a big jump. Yeah. It's time for the MVP of the month, sponsored by Marcella's Appliance Center. Johnny, Marcella, Nick Madalone, our people over at Marcella's Appliance Center. All of our appliances here in the uh, Honorado household are from Marcella's. Great people to work with, deal with. Uh, they take care of you for sure. Here's our MVP of the month, Bo Nix. He's going to win the Heisman. A lot, of, a lot of, a lot of talk out there for Jaden Daniels, but I think when look at those numbers, when Bo Nix, well, Daniels has thrown for almost as many yards. He's thrown for more touchdowns, more picks. Got to be more picks. I think he only has four interceptions. I mean, yes, but, it's I mean, more, but I think it's only, I think he's forty to four, both and this are. is thirty-seven to two. Yeah, both are good. Um, and I, he's probably run for more touchdowns. Either way. Knicks has an opportunity this weekend on the big stage of a conference championship game to continue to win over voters. I think they're like neck and neck right now in Vegas. I, and he's, Bo Knicks, I think, wins the Heisman. Team ultimately. 
and he has led Oregon yeah. back into the college football playoff conversation here. I said to you, who are they beating? You said, I don't care. It's how they're beating these teams. And it all starts, of course, with the quarterback, Bo Nix. You got a problem with this one? No, not at all. Yeah. I, I love it. Uh, you couldn't have gone wrong either way, but I agree. If if they beat Washington this weekend, he's the Heisman winner. And it's yeah. I don't even think it's should be all that close. Yeah, You're playing for a winner. LSU was not a very good team at a lot of times this year. They needed Daniels to get them to 45 points just to have a prayer to win. And that's not his fault. Yep. But when you're not winning games, it's hard to reward that. Yeah. If they had any kind of defense, mm-hmm. uh, LSU would be would an, an interesting conversation. Yeah. All right, Ash, you're dirty, difficult, done. Oh, of course. It, it, it leans orange. That should surprise just about no one. Um, yeah, earlier in the week when news came out that we were not going to hire Dan Mullen at Syracuse, I was a little disappointed. And mm-hmm. then I thought, Fran who? And I'm sure I wasn't the only one who mm-hmm. thought Fran who. No. Nope. Um, Fran Brown. He is the Georgia defensive backs coach. Again, meh. But you're you're getting a coach from a national championship program who is listed as the number one recruiter in the country, mm-hmm. which a little bit easier when you are coaching at a place like Georgia. He's only been there for two years, so uh-huh. um, he inherited some good stuff, but also has done a good job recruiting. Now has the difficult job of turning around my alma mater's football program in Syracuse. He's a Jersey guy. Love that. He has connections. He is obviously a good recruiter, but can you recruit to central New York to play in a dome? People have not done it successfully. Dino wasn't able to do it successfully and Dino wasn't bad, but he wasn't recruiting talent. That's going to, to win you games in a serious manner. Mm -hmm. Um, We said, it feels like they're six and five every year Mm -hmm. there. They start five and oh, and then they basically end up six. And they and go five. to the pinstripe bowl. Yep. And they play yeah. the pinstripe bowl against Minnesota or Kansas State or whoever else. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, I like the hire because I like the idea of picking a guy who is a recruiter. That's that's important. He seems like he's young, energetic, someone that guys will like to play for. It's a tall task if for anyone. Yeah. Uh, we should point out, too, he went to Hudson Valley Community College. I did not know that until today when yeah. Hudson Valley tweeted it and you sent it to me on the phone. And then I think to Western Carolina was his path um, of playing college football. Young guy. Um, I think the most important thing for him is going to be strength at the coordinator positions. You better have a guy at the OC and DC positions or or something of an associate head coach who he can really lean on in-game. This guy has zero in-game head coaching experience, right? I mean, especially at this level. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's going to be like, is he able – what's the clock management? Does he know when to use timeouts? Mm -hmm. How is he handling adjustments made at halftime? All those things that he's never done before. This is not just, hey, let's get some talented guys and hope you win. Deion Sanders can do that, and Colorado fell apart. Mm -hmm. So – that to me is a big thing is who are his coordinators going to be? We'll see. But I, but I, I like the swing. I like yeah, the swing that Syracuse is taking you here to see if it works. What's the worst that can happen? I mean, I agree. I agree. There's no worse. All right. We keep the college football thing rolling here. You Albany football head coach, Greg Gattuso next on Honorado and Miller. I don't care what kind of stories that's been told on you. That may be a lot of things. 
1.6 carbs and 95 calories. And now, back to Honorado and Miller. Sponsored by Alpen House. Back on Honorado and Miller, it's game week, it's playoff week. You Albany Great Danes hosting Richmond, noon kick at Casey Stadium, a place that uh, this team has filled this. Everybody loves a winner, right? Coach, everybody loves a winner. Greg Gattuso is the head coach of the program. He joins us now, CAA Coach of the Year, CAA title, and a home game after a bye, which is a program first. Coach, congrats on all that, man. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. It was, um, I think, you know, it's been a great year so far. And I think the, the really cool thing is the kids are, you know, they're, they're hungry for this game that they're not, they, they don't, they don't feel like they've finished yet. And I think that's a good thing. I think, you know, we've talked about trying to make a run. It all starts with this game. And uh, so we need to play well. Hopefully fans will come out, you know, it's um, what a home field advantage when you got a full house and everybody's screaming for you. So hopefully we'll get the fans out. I know you don't pay attention to this stuff, or at least coaches say they don't, but there are projections that have you guys going all the way to the semifinals. The players know that this game is different. It's bigger. It's a playoff game. You guys know it's different. You, you, you wouldn't be human to say that you don't know it's different, but how do you avoid putting more pressure on situations even just in practice, knowing it's a big game coming Saturday, and then once you get into the game, how do you talk about the importance of the game without making it too big? You know, we started last year when we were struggling, just talking about quit worrying about everything else and quit worrying about opponents, just take care of ourselves. And, you know, we started to turn our season around last year. We won two of our last four. You know, we just – it's become almost comical how, how focused they are on that. If I start talking about um, the other team in any capacity – first guy that lets me know is Larry Walker. He's coach. We don't talk about our opponents. We worry about ourselves. And okay. so we've really, the kids, you know, it's coaches have all these different sayings. I've never really been into all these, you know, um, things on walls and all that. It's about taking care of yourself and doing your job. And it's no different than anybody out there. That's got a job. You go to work and you do it the best you can. If you want to be successful or you want to move up and that's the mentality we have. And so we're really focused on this Richmond game and it's all that matters to us. And, um, and and it, you can see it with the kids. So, you know, it's been a, a nice catchphrase for us, and, and um, they've really focused on it. And, and uh, like I said, I, I, after Maine, I was mad after Maine because I didn't – I tried to kneel on the ball, you know, so the coach – to give the other team a break, and the coach kept calling timeouts. And I was so mad. And I, I say I say this after the game to the kids, and, and right from the – right next to me, Larry Walker, Coach, we don't talk about the other team. So, you know, so that's how they are, and, and uh, that's how we'll stay focused because Richmond's a great football team. You know, they're co-champs in the CAA, and it's going to be a heck of a game. So there's no Ted Lasso Believe posted anywhere in your office or locker? No, not – I don't – I've never been into that stuff. You know, I, I played football for a, for a guy that um, we had nothing on the walls. We didn't have anything on our uniforms. You know yeah, what I mean? It right. was – it was um, you play you, you play because you, you like – you love your teammates and you play – you play because you love your the group you're with, and we see great signs of that with our kids. You know, I mean, they practice through the holiday, practice on Thanksgiving Day, practice on Friday morning. Um, Sunday, I brought them in. We had a light practice. Uh, you know, they're they're. I asked Reese how he felt being out. You know, practice on Sunday because we usually don't. And and, uh, and he was like, Coach, anytime I'm on the field, it's it's great time for me. It's it's therapeutic, <laughs> which I never thought of practice as. So, um, you know. So yeah, they're they're happy, they're excited. They're this is a big game, obviously, and 
whatever comes after it. If we win, then great. You know, we'll be ready for it. What'd you do on Thanksgiving? Did the team eat together in any way? We did. We, we had a team meal for the kids at two o'clock. So if the cool. local kids wanted to go home and some guys, you know, we went to their friends' houses and, you know, so we had, I had um, the girls over for some dessert at the house and, and uh, we did our usual thing, watch some football. Good. All right. I'll, don't let Larry yell at me for this question, but let's talk about the opponent here. You, you did mention CAA co-champs here. Uh, this is a Spiders team that you didn't have to play in the regular season. Do you do you go back and look at tape of your last game against them, or is it? Ju- are you just focused on what they're currently doing? No, we really focus on what they do this year and, and what they've done in, in the last few games. And um, we spread out our, our preparation over just to make sure we're covering our bases on things. And um, we, you know, we, last time we played them was 2019, you know, it was the fifth game of the year. And Crazy. it was, a, it was a, you know, the, the wow. game that stung. Um, we felt like we should have won um, self-inflicted wounds at the end, but, you know, we went on a run after that and, and uh, just kept, you know, had a great year. So, uh, they're a good team. They're an established program. You know, I've, people have asked me, you know, about Richmond in the past. And when we played them, we came into this league. Richmond was one of the national powers. And, uh, you know, we've we've really caught up a lot. And, and it's I, – I thought, you know, I'd mentioned to you in the past, you know, we – 2019 was year seven of the program. And we felt like, you know, we really had turned a corner. And, and we just couldn't build off that success. You know, we, we didn't have the depth yet to – to survive with what the pandemic brought to, to this football program. So we, you know, we, we took a step back, but I think we're, we're getting back to where, you know, that place where we've equaled the talent out in our conference, we can play with anybody in the league. That's been true since, you know, even last year when we were struggling, there was, we were, we were this close, you know, so um, we, we're, we're happy with our program and our kids and where we're at and hopefully we can get a win and, and uh, try to make a run. This has been such an uphill battle and it always is anytime you're you're taking a program from one level to another it's it's getting the right players it's getting the people in the community to believe and then show up on saturdays it's getting you know people in the community or alumni outside of the area to invest in the program so it can grow i mean there's so there's so many different layers coach that that you and, and your staff have had to deal with as you grow this thing Coach of the year, champs of the conference, and a first round bye. Does that do anything for you internally as validation for what you've been working to achieve? Well, you know, I you know, I I think that the big the big factor for me is that that we've settled in a little bit as a as a staff. I think okay. you know the coach of the year thing, you know, that's the second one and I got it in 2019 and I, and, and, I, and this year, and that's great. But the coach of the year stuff is really a, a really a reflection of the people around you it's the, the the coaches you know when you look at our staff we have maybe the two of the strongest coordinators in in our conference i think jared ambrose has been exceptional and, yes. and um you know and it's not just football it's recruiting you know when you look at the kids we bring in he's a big impact on the offensive side and i think you know billy nelson got thrown to the dogs last year you know we we went into that villanova game we, we you know we had we, we were forced because of an emergency to make a change yeah with the D coordinator, you know, I, I remember the week very vividly. I, you know, I came to him and said, I'll call this and run this, but I'm very heavily in, involved with our defense. And, and I, and I, and I, by Wednesday, he was, he, he's such a workaholic. And I, so I went over to him, I said, do you want to call this? Do you feel comfortable? And he's like, yes, I do. He didn't take one step back. And, and uh, he went out there 
at that Villanova game and called a hell of a game was our mm -hmm. best defensive play up to that point. And he really hasn't, you know, he hasn't slacked off one, one inch right now. He's, he's done a great job. So those guys set the tone um, for our offense and defense and, and they're doing a great job. Coach Bernard's done a great job with our special teams. Um, we're, we're much improved in those areas and from the 90% of our special teams. So it's, um, you know, you have good people around you, and I think that's what we have. And it's it's uh, it's a good family culture here right now. And you've got the defensive player of the year. You've got the offensive rookie of the year. Um, but the defense is the difference this year, right, Coach? I mean, you guys could score with a lot of teams last year. It, it, the defense is now giving you guys short fields. It's obviously keeping the opponents out of the end zone. So just that that to me feels like it's a different. But you're on the sideline. Yeah, the defense is, is much improved. There's there's no question. I think they're very confident right now. Dylan, you know, the thing that's interesting about Dylan Kelly and, and um, we, the two major awards that, that we have them involved in nationally and also the, in the CAA, they're both walk-ons that, that came here, Wild. that earned their way in. You know, you just don't see that for national awards that a guy, you know, two of them from one team. So, I, you know, and I – you know, I think that's part of what I was talking about with the staff. We we value walk-ons. We we go out and recruit them. We treat them. We you can't find a, a division here between a walk-on and a scholarship player. I've never believed in that. You know, there's not a separate locker room. They don't have to wear you know certain hats. They don't. You know, and that's but that is not an is. I think in today's world it's changed. But you know, when I came up, it was a there was a, a massive division, and I think I just never liked it. Even when I played, I never understood it. They a kid that's walking on is doing exactly what everyone else is doing. And we've, we've had great success with walk-ons. Yes. Look at all the good players, all conference players that walked on. So, you know, I'm proud of those two um, for that. And, but they've been great players as well. You know, I think Glenn's ball should be fired up about, you know, Griff because he's, he represents their area in such a positive way. He plays hurt. He plays, you got to drag him off the field, you know, if he's hurt. And so, yeah, those guys have been good. We're, you know, it's nice when you're winning and you're getting national, uh, recognition and I think you know that's all nice but again we're not I, we're not real caught up in it I think it's important that we stay focused on on our ourselves and practice well so we get ready to try to beat a really tough Richmond team Saturday's the day man uh you know we couldn't be happier for you and the program overall um and like you said, the guys are not thinking about one game here. They're thinking about the the stretch that you could certainly go on. Um, pack a bag for me wherever, you know, wherever we're going next, however this thing plays out, all right? Well, we're going to Casey Stadium next, so hopefully you can come <laughs> down there because we're not worried. We, you know, we're really – this is a good football team, and, and yeah. uh, you know, it's going to be a, it's going to be a really good game. I, I, if you like college football, I don't know how you don't want to come to this one. Weather's supposed to be good. It's, um, you know, it's – you know, we're – we're blessed to be playing in the game. I love that. We just did 10 plus minutes of strictly football. One Ted Lasso reference is on me. But, you know, when you and I kick it around, it's it's a lot of movies and TV a lot of times. But uh, that, that'll tell you the importance of this game, even aside from a season opener. Coach, thank you, man. Good luck, buddy. Thanks, Chris. I appreciate it. At Marcella's Appliance Center, our commitment is to you, providing essential appliances that families depend on for cooking, refrigeration, cleaning, and sanitation, plus appliance repair. You can have peace of mind that Marcella's is here for you today and every day, like we have been since 1957, helping you make the right choice with trusted brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, and many more. Shop Marcella's Appliance Center in-store, online, or by phone. We're here for you. You've heard of unsung heroes. The men and women of Nyscoba are the unseen heroes. 
For the past year, you've learned about our many charitable endeavors. Now it is my privilege to share with you the work performed by our members, the 20,000 state correction and law enforcement officers shielded from view. They work in difficult and dangerous conditions and are an extension of the police who protect our neighborhoods. NYSCOBA honors New York's police and firefighters and salutes its own members who help deliver a peaceful night's sleep. And now, back to Honorado and Miller. Sponsored by Alpen House. Back on Honorado and Miller. All right. Uh, good to, always good to talk with Coach Catuso here on the show. Big weekend for yeah. that football team, but not the only team on campus. I mean, campus is going to be popping. Mm -hmm. You've got mm -hmm. football game at noon. They had to push the Albany Cup for the women yep. back. Yep from I think three to five in order to probably clear up parking number one and just facilities and people to work games number two. Uh, so Albany Cup game in the brand new Broadview Center looks at nice. five o'clock. That looks nice. Um, and then the men play after that double header, men play 845. It is a God bless the people at U Albany to, uh, on this weekend. They are going to be Taylor and John Riley, um, Casey May putting in long hours on Saturday for all for a great, great reason. Parking attendants standing out in yep. the cold. Oh, no, thank you. All for a great reason. Um, Albany Firewolves have a more, uh, well, look, football loves uh, an environment like Casey Stadium. Will yeah, be, it'll be raucous, I'm sure, and it'll be cold. But when you can go to yeah. Vegas, that's not so bad either. Albany Firewolves open the uh, NLL season. This weekend, it's a Friday night game at Late. Vegas. We'll have the game for you on my 4, 10 o'clock face-off Eastern. Again, you can watch that game on my 4. We are talking with the head coach, Glenn Clark, right here on the show. Teams. Athletes. Organizations. We're transforming the custom apparel industry through product and purpose. Claim your crown. And now, back to Honorado and Miller. Sponsored by Alpen House. Welcome back to Honorado and Miller. It is a big week in the Capital Region. We've got UAlbany football playing a playoff game. Yep. We've got the Albany Cup women's game. We've got the Albany Firewolves making their season debut. Not here, but in Vegas. But that means we have the head coach on, Coach Clark. Uh, I think we've had you on uh, more than once maybe since last season. Which, I think, the way. Quickly, guys, the last time we talked to Clarky, he was in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. That's no. right. Was he, were you in Vegas? I believe I was, yeah, because I, I had taken my two older boys there. Oh, for yeah. Their, uh, they're both September babies, and, and my oldest guy, Taggart, is, um, it was, we were there for his actual birthday. So we were hanging out there. I think you're right, Chris. I think okay. we were. I was in Vegas. I think I did it from the hotel in, in Vegas last time. That's right. I thought maybe it was draft, which was Toronto, I know. But yeah, Chris has a better memory than I yeah, do. Yeah, no, I, I think that's right, actually. Yeah. Our our interview saved you money at the tables. That's right. I got away from them and I just kind of did my own thing and <laughs> steered clear of the vices. Well, back to Vegas, Clarky. Uh, how do we feel? Uh, and we talked about this off camera. 
a lot of changes for a lot of teams and, and your team is no different. But I think maybe the biggest thing that we talk about is you get younger, you get faster. Um, and, and you guys did that in a hurry with a plethora of draft picks and just making moves to bring guys in. So this team might look different, but I have to imagine you hope that means improvement. We've loved it so far. And, you know, I'm, I've done this long enough that I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic always because uh, it's, it's very difficult to win in the NLL, whether you're, you know, a top team or a, a mid-range team. But we're definitely better. We, we've infused a lot of skill. We've infused a lot of speed. Uh, and it's been very noticeable. And even talking to some of our veteran guys like Colton Watkinson and um, Chukowski and players of that, Nardella, players of that ilk, they've noticed the the pace and the skill that our offense plays at because they're playing against them in practice and, and um, our preseason scrimmages. Uh, and it's been very evident to them. So we're getting the guys like Certs, uh, Kurtz and Simmons that we invested in last year, the first round picks that unfortunately we didn't have uh, until this season. But it's been noticeable. The pace of play we're playing at, uh, the skill on the back end, we we are a lot younger. Uh, we're way more athletic. We're going to be able to play at a, at a, at a higher pace of play. Uh, and, and it's going to be interesting to me. I mean, it's a hard league to win in, but I, I like where we sit now uh, versus the last uh, couple of times we opened a season and, and had our conversations. All right. This is already a, I'm not going to say frantic, but it's a fast sport already. So if you are now faster than last year, how do you uh, play with maybe the frenetic need without like being an overdrive? Is that possible or do you just kind of let the reins loose and, and, and the guys go? No, it's 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 very much structured. It's very much systematic. And when I when I talk about speed on offense, it's they are faster athletically, uh, but the biggest difference on on the offense is just their movement patterns and the ball movement. It it it's in and out of sticks. Um, it's swinging east west across the floor. Uh, they're they're they have a they sort of have this uh, indoor sense of where to be and and how to position themselves, when to cut off ball, and and when you combine all that, it, it just it makes it look optically faster. The ball's moving faster. Guys are hitting lanes quicker. Uh, they just do things a little bit more intuitively. And same with our defense. I mean, you're not, you're not speeding them up, but when you have everybody's a little bit faster, a little bit more athletic, you, you know, you get out of your zone quicker. You, you get on loose balls faster. You have more athletes doing more athletic things. And that, speeds up the look and and the and the feel of your team and that's that's kind of where we're at we're just we're a, we're a faster group we're a, we're a more athletic group uh i believe we have the youngest team in the league uh, by a significant margin we we only actually have two 30 year olds on the team and they're just 30 in Watkinson and Nardella which i mean if you go around the roster most teams have seven eight guys in their 30s we only have two guys that are 30 years old. So it gives you an idea of how young we are. Um, and it's, it bodes well for the future as well, because we've got more youth, more talent uh, coming in from this past year. And, and uh, it's looking good. I, I, I feel excited and refreshed about the season. Uh, I, I know retirement does that in some ways. You've got a, a guy like a captain in Brett Manny who retires. Uh, LaFontaine goes to New York. You've got Kieran McArdle. 
those three guys were three of your veteran guys. Um, where does the veteran leadership come from on this group? I know Colton Watkinson was named a captain and, and he was a guy that was already kind of vocal last year. Who else do you see filling those roles left by, by two guys who are, you know, cornerstones of, of a veteran defense? Uh, well, we're always developing it. So, we, you know, we'll have the captains and then what we'll do is we'll have a leadership group and it's no different this year. So it's, it's Colton, uh, as a captain and he's previously been, you know, an assistant and part of the leadership group, Nick Chukowski will be an assistant captain and Ethan Walker is moving into that role as a, as a, one of the captains. And then in our leadership group, we have Doug Jamison, uh, Jackson Nishimura and Joe Nardella. So, we, we've, we've kind of always got this developmental um, model of leadership, and, and I rely on all six of those guys uh, throughout the year. And um, so you're always just kind of refreshing that group, and they're learning from the group in front of them, and they're, 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 they're seeing behind the curtain of what that looks like a little bit more and what it means to be a leader. So, uh, you know, we've got Colton, who we've been grooming for a while, Nick, um, and certainly Ethan Walker. So we, we've got a good crew there. And what I like about this group is, um, and it's not a reflection, I'm not indicating anything about the past groups or anything, but very professional, very, you know, very buttoned up. They're very, you know, timing is important. Conditioning is important. Like they're very uh, specific in, in what they want to do, accomplish and how they want to do it. And, and I like, I like what that looks like. I love that. Clear attention to detail and you know critical when things aren't in line the way they should be and i i haven't been diagnosed with any kind of compulsive disorder but i am i am like that uh, things are where they belong you know the, that type of thing so all right let's, well, it's let's funny, get to yeah, the whole sorry, sorry chris i was gonna say one of the things i did oh. say to the three of them was i said you know your your personalities are kind of in line with mine a little bit type a a little bit as you're describing right very kind of buttoned down structured uh, purposeful in everything we do and they they very much are a very similar sort of mindset that i have is, is exactly kind of how you're describing it is it's it's sort of that structure and that purpose and that um you know that little bit of type a i want things done you know yesterday and correctly, yeah. So, and that's, let me, I'm, I'm going to divert from where I was going here, but I just want to say the home opener is December 9th. It's the only guy, the only game you guys are going to play at home in 2023. So, everybody get out to MVP Arena on Saturday, December 9th for that home opener uh, to get a chance to see this Firewolf squad before we flip the calendar. But that, Corky, what you said just kind of leads right into what makes up most successful teams is that is the captain and then maybe even the best players are a true extension of the coach, right? Like you, then you can just kind of not sit back, but, but you know that, okay, when, when we start this game, things are going to go according to plan because the guys I have out there and I've been trusted with leadership are going to execute the way I want this game to be executed. Right. Yeah, and, and it's interesting, too. Five of the six of them essentially are players we drafted. So it does, you know, it does make sense where we're kind of getting to that phase where we drafted Colton, we drafted Nick, we drafted Nish, we drafted Dougie. Um, we didn't draft Nardella, but he, he's this is the only team he's played for. We signed him as a free agent coming out of, um, uh, uh, out of college. So 
Um, you know, Ethan Walker is the only one that we didn't really draft. We traded for him after his first year, but they really are sort of a, a culmination of, of my guys where, um, you know, and, and with the shift we've made with getting all these draft picks and all these players in, it really is, you know, we're, we're getting a group of, of like-minded guys and people that are going to run through this system and hopefully do it for a long time. So it's, uh, it, it's, it's looked good and felt good so far. And even the, the feedback from all the players and captains and leaders is it, it's a, it's a refreshing, energized group and, and they're, they're pretty excited. Love that. Coach, I know we've talked a lot about two specific names who are going to be rookies this year, but you drafted them more than a year ago um, in Alex Simmons and Ty Kurtz. Are, are these guys that uh, you've been super impressed with them? I know in the preseason, are these guys that are going to wow? Are these points guys? I, I know in some ways the answer is yes, but what can fans expect from these two in particular? Because we've been talking a lot about them, but now we're finally going to get a chance to see them on the field. Yeah, we've been talking about them for a year. Forever. <laughs> I, I know. And it's um, it's something that um, – hold on, did I lose you there? No, you're good. We got you. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, it's something that um, we've been talking about for quite a while. And, and to answer your question, yes, they are points guys. Um, they're going to be special talents in this year and or in this league. And we've known that because we've watched them, you know, through junior and, and all the way. Uh, Alex Simmons is going to be a, a true number one in this league. Uh, and, and he's going to be a, he, I, he's going to be a star. He's going to be a player in this league that teams are going to covet and going to be worried about. Um, and, and Ty is not that far behind. <laughs> Ty is another one that's going to put up points, both very offensively gifted but the other thing that you notice about them is the amount of grit they play with they are tenacious and a little bit nasty and and get after the ball and um you know cause turnovers get after defenders a little bit more so they've got some pushback in their game to go along with uh, a really exceptional skill set that it for you chris I love that. Ash, you got last word here. Uh, I'll just I'll just say this. Um, uh, we talked with the Albany football head coach before you, Clarky, uh, Greg Gattuso, and I brought up the attendance. And I said, look, everybody loves a winner. Um, the football team has drawn really well that, that now that they've been winning this year. It, it sounds like we are on the verge of something really exciting and a winning culture coming back to this franchise since it moved from New England. So it, it, it just kind of takes care of itself sometimes. And so I'm hoping the Albany fan base shows up this year to get things started. It sounds like obviously you are, you said cautiously optimistic, but uh, but for good reason, for good reason, Ash. Uh, Clark, can we get a quick scout? Since, since you are playing Vegas, we didn't even talk a lick about them. Uh, a quick scout on, on Vegas and, and what you'll see this weekend, you guys are a Friday game. So this game will be mm -hmm. over by the time our shows air Saturday and Sunday. So hopefully that means a win. Hopefully yes. you're 1-0. Um, but mm -hmm. what's the scout on Vegas? Uh, it, you know, they, they're a little similar to us in terms of their – they've got a relatively young squad. they got a few veterans more sprinkled in than we do. Uh, but the, but they're going to – you know, it's, it's going to be a clash of uh, similar styles. They're going to they're gonna try and play with some pace pretty aggressive defensively. They like to try and create turnovers and 
um, use some of their athletes specifically in those uh, positions. So I, I think it's going to be very similar strategies kind of butting heads. And it's, uh, you know, like I like to say, it's a battle of attrition, right? Who can do it longer? And, uh, you know, that that's the challenge for us is to be, is to be better, be more consistent, longer throughout the game. And that usually ends up uh, being on the positive side of the ledger. So um, I, I think that's kind of the, the the way the blueprint of this game will go. Chris Clark, he's not the only coach in this situation, but this season will be a little different from him because he's got his older son, Taggart, is a member of the Philadelphia Wings. Uh, I'll be on Taggart's game this weekend, uh, Wings Riptide, but – I'm excited for the wings to come to town just to see what that's like for you. I'm, is that going to be weird for you or actually because of the way the league is, we, they don't come to us. Come? No. So we go that's there good. December 16th. Well, will that be weird uh, for you? You know what? I don't even know. Hmm. Like, and so I've been asked this a lot, but I've never coached against them. Okay. So, I mean, I obviously, I coached them, uh, you know, all through his minor lacrosse growing up and, and even coached him in junior. Uh, but I've never, I've never been on an opposing bench. So, you know, it is an odd concept because you're, you obviously are going to cheer for your son and you want him to do well. And I, but I don't want him to win. So, right. I mean, it's, uh, it's one of those games where I hope he does well and we win the game because you can have success as an athlete, but the only way you have it as a coach is if you win. So yeah. um, I, I, I honestly don't know what the emotion will be like. I don't, I don't know if I'll be, I don't think I will because you get so dialed in when you're when you're on the job, so to speak. And I think it'll be all about what I'm doing and what the team is doing. And it, it'll probably be something after the fact when I watch a video. I'll I'll pay attention to his game, but I, I think in real time it'll just be it'll be about us. So we hope Tiger about, has five points, and it's the only five points the Wings score, basically. <laughs> yeah, we'll take a twelve-eight win, and he can yeah. have five or six points. Yeah. That'd be perfect. How about an embarrassing story from his childhood childhood that the sideline reporter can share on ESPN two? That'll yeah. Get that. Oh man, we'll get need... some we'll get some old pics. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, we'll. Uh, it's going to be some other show. sideline reporter, but give yeah, give me some time. I'll uh, I'll prep that up. I need to I need to think about something that. Uh, can be uh, family rated and uh, and yeah. and be a good one for the sideline. You know what? We can debut it here on this show, Chris. The week they go to there Philly, go. we'll get some picks. We'll have Cass hook us up with some embarrassing picks. And Cassie some was just going through some scrapbooks the other day. She had a whole bunch of beauty Beautiful. picks. So. Then yeah, we'll, she, we've got she, some time. She'll be the one to go to. All right, perfect. The temperatures are dropping, which means the holidays are right around the corner. Tis the season at Elfenhouse Ski Shop, where you'll receive up to 50% off top ski and snowboard brands like K2, Vocal, Nordica, and LipTech. And check out our selection of footwear from Muck and Ugg as well as casual and hiking apparel from Patagonia and the North Face. We also have the latest in winter fashion from Fly Low, Marma, Obermeyer, and Helly Hansen. And an Alpenhouse gift card is the perfect gift for the adventure on your list. Alpenhouse in Amsterdam and Clifton Park. And now, back to Honorado and Miller. Sponsored by Alpenhouse. All right, back for one final segment here. Our thanks to Greg Gattuso, Glenn Clark for jumping on the show this week ahead of uh, big, big games for both of those teams. Won a playoff game, won a season opener. So you want to win both of those, obviously. Mm -hmm. Start the season on the right foot, extend the season the other way. Let's get into our picks. Ash, how did we do last week? 
not bad. Both had the Dolphins, uh, Jags, the Jags for me, Eagles by a half a point, right? Didn't cover. Uh, and then we both had the Ravens in the Sunday night game. I was three and one. You were two and two. We were both impressively still over 500 this season. Let's go here. A little rapid fire. Broncos, Texans. Houston plays really well at home. They did just lose at home last Mm -hmm. week to Jacksonville. And here comes Denver. I like the Broncos. The defense is really good. This team is trending in the right direction. Russell Wilson is playing well. I think they take the show on the road. And the Texans start to look a little more like the team we thought they might be this year. Yeah, I like the Texans. I just think think they're also trending in the right direction overall. yeah, they lost last week, but I still like the Texans at home. Niners Eagles were both on San Francisco here. This number started as a pick 'em in auto sports books when the when it first opened. It has moved to two and a half in San Fran's favor, and I'll I'll give the points. One of the hottest teams in the NFL. And healthy. Mm-hmm. Chase Young maybe is a big factor uh on Sunday and that that's the game of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Browns might start Joe Flacco. I didn't know Even that if- when we made the pick. I still like the Rams. Even if it's DTR, I like the Rams. Yeah. It's a better team. Rams are, are healthy mm-hmm. and They're playing well. They're getting there. Yep. Kyron Williams went off Ooh-wee. last weekend Did coming back from injury. So we both like the Rams there to, yards? to give the four and a half to cover the yeah. four and a half. Yeah. Kyron uh, combined 200, 200 yards and yards. three touchdowns or whatever mm-hmm. that he had. Aww. Sunday night are on News Channel 13 Chiefs and Packers. I struggled with this one sitting at my computer for a while. Okay. And then I said, do I think Green Bay is going to win? No. Do I think they're playing well enough and and Kansas City isn't playing impressively that they can keep it close at home on a Sunday night? Yes. Okay. So not not to win, Mm -hmm. but to keep it closer than a full touchdown. I think the Chiefs win by a touchdown. That's it though, huh? Touchdown? Yeah, or more. But I think they win by a touchdown. Okay. Here are the picks, our four games this week. Uh, we, In retrospect, Different we probably two. should have picked some of the college football playoff that games. That would have been fun, yeah. But I didn't think that far ahead. Oh, well, we can do it so later So that one's on me. Um, but it's a it's a, it's going to be a fun weekend of football. Maybe we'll get to the portal next week. Okay. Bunch of guys in the portal. A lot didn't of guys. even have time to touch it. A lot of guys in the portal. Hope you guys enjoy the weekend. Watch a lot of football. It's supposed to rain in the capital region, so go for it.